start it off. Hello, everybody. I'm Simon Elam. I'm here with my, my bro, Andrew. It's good. We, uh, we wanted to do this for a while. Finally got this, the time to set aside to do this podcast. We've got a very important topic to talk about, and um, that is human trafficking and uh, what it looks like. Because, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes in the world, I guess you could say. People, you know, when they think about human trafficking, they might think of like like girls standing on a street corner um, dressed like sexually or like some people might even picture like cages or prison cells like in a like a warehouse or something downtown and um those are pretty extreme but we want to kind of talk more about like what it really looks like and how it actually impacts it's funny man because when you say like the cages and everything i still kind of envision it that way but i know that that's not fully what it is i know there's just so much more to it that we just don't even think about so much more behind the scenes and that you know so yeah it's true yeah 100 percent yeah, what we got right here is um, just four examples. These aren't like an all-inclusive. Like this, this, this is something that can probably change and be added to in the future. But this is kind of four, four examples of what it can kind of look like. So the 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 first one that comes to mind is abducted by a stranger, and um, I think this is kind of the one that a lot of people think about. Uh, for example, in two thousand two, uh, there was Elizabeth Smart. She's a a very uh, highly publicized example. A man like took this 14 year old girl from her bedroom out of her family's house and um, being, she was kidnapped and she was being raped over and over living in this um, campsites and under like bridges and stuff for the next nine months until she was finally found and rescued. Um, I guess what comes to your mind when you're thinking about that example? I mean, I know for me, that's been, that was kind of what I envisioned when I first heard of it. Yeah, man. I mean, (laughs) Honestly, that I really do think that's what the media mainly portrayed it as well. But yeah, um, I was actually reading the story of Elizabeth Smart today as well. And in, in one of the documentaries I saw today, talk, she was talking about it and, and her experience. And, uh, and, and so that's a, it's a pretty horrific thing to go through. And it's so yeah. much more local and common than, than we think. Yeah, it really is sad. I, can, I think um, it happens more than people think. Yeah, like I'm, I remember back in my hometown in Savannah, Georgia, there was like a whole other side of the town that people didn't talk about. There was like shootings every week. Unfortunately, when it comes to crime and stuff, like sexual like harassment and abuse and trafficking stuff, kind of comes. It gets kind of pushed under the rug when it comes to murders and stuff. And uh, I hate to think about how much that happens. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're here in Orlando. Um. And where I'm, where I'm at, there's, there's like a really nice part. And then, um, there's also, there's just one street. You just drive past one street and the entire neighborhood is just completely different. And, um, I've, I've uh, driven down the road. I used to work late night shifts at a, at a construction job. And I remember driving down the road and seeing what, what I thought could have been potential, um, situations of trafficking and 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 in those cases probably women who were abducted and uh and so yeah oh yeah yeah it's uh, awful stuff and uh, i think a lot of the articles i've been researching lately they talk about how this kind of stuff um it happens a lot in type places of travel so like it's more likely to happen like truck stops massage parlors hotels highways airports other kind of transitionary places so that's something to kind of look out for for those of you guys listening, the next one is something that blew my mind when I first heard it. Human trafficking, a lot of times, it occurs when you're when they are being abused by someone that they know and are familiar with. According to fightthenewdrug.com, 
Most victims know and trust their trafficker before the trafficking takes place. Uh, many trafficking victims are psychologically manipulated or groomed and may not even express distress. Then, yeah, that, that just like, that hit me super hard because I, I remember growing up and looking at my, my friends in elementary school and middle school and at the time not thinking anything of it. But then looking back, I'm like, holy crap, they did not seem to come from a good situation, like their relationships with their family and stuff. And it made me wonder, like, how much was going on? Like, you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, man. You put you bring up a good point, too. Like, we all we all remember those kids from high school and um, middle school. Some of them were just weird. I'm not going to lie. And uh, but that just makes you wonder, looking back, like, what if there was more to that? You know, what if? there was more to their family situation and and what if there were things going on that we just had no idea about and so that's really sad that that does kind of blow my mind as well the fact that that this happens you know with family members oh that's just horrible what so my, my biggest question is why though like why family members and uh and how can a family member like sell their children or or something into a a business like that or, or probably so many factors going on it's just hard to wrap my head around that you know what i mean no yeah i agree it's it's absolutely horrible just to think about but uh it's it's opened my eyes you know something to be aware of mm-hmm. like i don't think we should just be completely distrustful of every single person in our lives but it's something to be aware of you know and that's why it's so important i think that we're talking about this because like i said in the beginning we got those stereotypes that people that a lot of us believe that i believed originally and then we got the reality of what things actually look like and that if we can kind of see what things are actually happening and then we can be aware and be able to make changes i I totally agree so the third one right is pornography and uh, dude, this is something that kind of, I'm not going to say hits home for us because that's not a good thing, but it's definitely something we're, you know, familiar with. And uh, oh yeah, and I know for a fact, we both have our, our stories. Um, and, and, and I think more than that, a huge amount of people on, on the planet and our friends and people that we see at school, there's a huge percentage of people who um, indulge in pornography and maybe they're not aware of its implications. You nobody tells you to go do research about pornography at school you know what i mean just you don't hear that and nobody tells you what the effects of pornography are you know locally um within your friend circle or even within your community your country or even the world nobody tells you about that stuff and and it's sad that you have to dig really deep to find out but uh but yeah i mean hey that's why we're here man we're we're, we're gonna talk a lot about this stuff too yeah i mean you couldn't have said it better i mean dang like i remember growing up and uh, if, if anybody mentioned pornography in in high school middle school it was probably like some stupid dirty joke or like they're making light of it even i would say the teachers thought of it as, as an acceptable thing teachers probably even watched it too <laughs> i mean if we're honest probably yeah yeah i think a lot of things have kind of changed i don't know in society but personally i've been able to talk about things more accurately but yeah it's yeah it sucks because that is a huge form of trafficking it's sad because people will talk about yeah we need to get rid of people like getting abused and being trafficked but then they will go and watch those same things in pornography which is and they have no clue they have no clue. Yeah, but that's exactly what's happening in a, a large portion of that uh, poisonous content. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's not to go and say right that people who watch pornography are by any means evil you know it's not like calling people out but we need to educate people man society needs to be educated and so you know one of the things that you know research says is the, the definition of of sex trafficking is commercial sex and a, a commercial sex act induced by force fraud or coercion so in other words um commercial being paid and also manipulation is involved in in the process force you know forcefully when you know when we talk about like rape and and, and those things and also coercion you know being tricked into it and and dude that you know that's what we define as um sex trafficking right and that sounds to me exactly like porn isn't that interesting that's it's very interesting certainly of course it is an addiction and um of course we're not saying that you're this horrible evil person but we do think that you need to be aware of what's going on you know it's not what it seems more and more stories are coming out where people have been involved or tricked or manipulated into being part of this people are realizing more and more that human trafficking and pornography they're closely related so yeah that's that's a that's a big way that um that human trafficking happens whether we we like it or not that's true and then uh, part four, this is another way that another view human trafficking is prostitution. Um, it's often overlooked because people kind of think that, you know, oh, it's, it's all, what's it called, consensual. And uh, like pornography, maybe some of it happens because of their choice, but a large portion of it happens because of exploitation. And uh, with the buyers, let's talk about that. You know, this could be, most people when they think about this, they're thinking about, you know, like these shady people who are obviously up to no good when in reality um it could be ordinary people fight the new drug that website again talks about that the majority are male but um there's no other distinguishing factor like they could be your neighbors they could be your teachers your coaches so we're not saying this to just like scare you and be like yeah human trafficking is all around you and you should just be paranoid but we do think that um be aware of what it actually looks like and um i don't know if we brought it up already but there's this documentary there's three parts. Simon, you know, you, you, you're the one I think you told me about it. It's from Fight the New Drug, and it's called Brain Heart World. And um, I, I had the opportunity to watch the last part of it, which is World. I still need to watch the other two. And, um, and this one is, is how, you know, porn, um, pornography affects the world. It, and one of the top researchers, she, she said something really interesting about prostitution. She said, pornography is just paid prostitution i never thought of it that way i mean you know just the, the, it's a clever you know play on words too but it's true and so it prostitution has a lot of forms you know something else is us in america if i'm not mistaken according to research right we're like leading the world in uh in buying those things you know what i mean like yeah. yeah like we're out of it is is our fault i've heard that um i think this is another fighting the drug thing that i read i'll have to check the actual source on this but i've heard that like compared to american pornography versus like foreign pornography 50 percent more violent uh more really more like uh just horrible towards women and, and things like that yeah that's insane yeah, I um, I do think that um, if we know what's going on, that we can kind of, I mean, there's a lot of solutions to this problem. We could talk about it all later, but 
One obviously is stop looking at porn. Like that's a process, but we'll just keep this a lot going. harder than it sounds. <laughs> but but yeah, process. Maybe easier said than done, but you know that's that's definitely an important step. I'd say. Yeah. Two is just being aware of like your community because knowing that this happens more often than we than we are aware of. Maybe just like look around in your community and look for situations that um, could potentially be uh, bad. Even if it's just like the smallest hint of potential abuse, like you don't have to go in and like tackle the guy or rescue him or something, but you don't even have to know everything about the situation. But what you can do is you can report it. It's like some warning signs I found on, on the website, fighting the drug again, is if you come across a situation where the individual who you think may be being abused uh, isn't free to leave or come and go at will, isn't paid very much. Um, owes a large debt and wasn't able to pay it off. Uh, lives in locations with high security measures, like barred windows or opaque windows, security cameras. If they're living and working on the same site, if they're fearful, anxious, depressed, submissive, tense, or nervous and paranoid, if they have like substance abuse or addiction, show signs of physical or sexual abuse, physical restraint, confinement, or torture, has fewer or no personal possessions does not control his or her money, bank account, or identification documents, is not allowed to speak for himself or herself, shows a lack of knowledge about where he or she is staying, what city it, like what city they're in, or shares like scripted, confusing, or inconsistent stories. Or just, you know, kind of use your personal judgment. If something seems off, then that's like a good sign that you need to call it in. And um, you can call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. You can look that number up. Uh, you can also report a tip at cybertipline.org at any time you su- suspect a victim. Or, I mean, if they're in immediate th- danger, just call on them. Yeah, man. And uh, those are a lot of um, a lot of things to, to look out for. But, you know, in essence, yeah, man, we just, we just got to start opening our eyes and just really start paying attention to, to the way things are, especially, you know, our... Our surroundings, you could never know if uh, one of the people that you've come in contact with, say today, could have potentially been or is um, being ex- um, exploited exploited for, for those horrible things. And so, yeah, yeah like Elam said, um, you know, they have that cybertipline.org website, you know, look up the number. We really need to start like going over this stuff and, and start putting it in our minds. And, and uh, I, I think ways that we can be in constant because it's really easy to just see this, like just listen to this and then just go on to like the next podcast. But something we could do is just start following stuff on, on social media, you know, start following Fight the New Drug um, and, uh, you know, just start following the movement. There, there's so many, so many pieces of, of a bigger whole that you guys can we can start following and, and, and being a part of in, in this because somebody's got to do it. And so that's that's what we're here for, too, along with everybody else involved. And, uh, and you know, you guys can can also get involved, too. So keep this stuff in your minds. Start paying more attention to it. Do your own research. But uh, that's just the sad reality. But uh, we got to do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, look up your own city, your own town. Look up what you can do in that, like your own community. That's something that just came to my mind. But um, we'll recap and then I have one big announcement. So the four things that we talked about today, what human trafficking looks like. Um, one is abducted by a stranger. Two is abused by someone familiar. Three is pornography, hugely unaddressed. Uh, and then prostitution is uh, number four. So look out for those things and be aware of them.
Lastly, another way that you can fight back versus organization, Operation Underground Railroad. I want to make a big announcement. This Thanksgiving, me and a bunch of musician friends and I are going to be releasing a lab album on like all the streaming services and you can buy it and all the proceeds will be going to support that organization, Operation Underground Railroad. So I encourage you to look out for that. The artist name will be Giving Ghosts. Anyways, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Long, long time coming. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'll stop recording. See you guys.